This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Sarah Gregory, and today I'm talking with Dr. Amin Malik. He's an epidemiologist and postdoctoral associate at Yale University. We'll be discussing the use of preventative therapy for at-home exposure to drug-resistant TB. Welcome, Dr. Malik. Hi, Sarah. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, let's start with a basic. What is TB and how is it different from other lung infections and diseases? TB is a bacterial infection caused by a bacteria called Mycobacterium tuberculosis. So this bacterium usually attacks the lungs, but it is capable of uh, attacking any other part of the body. However, not everyone who becomes infected with TB gets the, the disease. Uh, some people develop what is known as latent TB infection, uh, which can be understood as that the bacteria are sleeping within the body. They are dormant and but still viable and can reactivate later in life. We have heard over the years of lots of people dying from from it in the 19th century. Uh, famous people like the author Chekhov died of it. Is it still a big problem? And how many people die from it annually? Uh, so TB is still a huge problem glo globally uh, with approximately 10 million new cases and about 1.4 million people dying of it uh, annually, which translates to about 4,000 deaths uh, per day. The number of deaths have declined. Um, you do hear it killing people less often. Um, what makes things somewhat better? Yes, uh, the, the number of deaths and the number of cases have come down. Uh, so what happened was that in the 1940s, the first antibiotic, uh, streptomycin, was discovered, which, uh, which was effective against the bacteria. Uh, and uh, over the next few years, more antibiotics were discovered, which led to a cure for TB. Uh, this led to an overall improvement in TB care. However, the decline in the TB cases and deaths preceded the, the, these the discoveries of the antibiotics. At the turn of the 19th century, there was improvement in uh, sanitation and housing standards with good ventilation, and with that, TB started uh, decreasing. It also became a notifiable disease uh, in the early 1900s, which also helped. So what happened later? Why is there now this drug-resistant TB? So as the antibiotics used to cure TB increased, the bacterium started to adapt as well and became resistant to different antibiotics. Uh, in use uh, through the process of natural selection. Uh, this was identified early on, and there was, uh, there was a movement towards multidrug therapy to cure TB. However, use of inadequate treatment or patients not completing treatment for any number of reasons in place, uh, including, uh, including governmental or uh, program policies, led to the development of drug-resistant TB, uh, which now accounts for over 450,000 cases annually uh, worldwide. Uh, 
So is there any treatment for um, these multi-drug resistant um, TB cases and, and, how is, and how effective is that treatment? So treatment is available for multi-drug resistant TB or MDR-TB as it is known, but it is considerably longer and more toxic than the standard treatment. It used to be for 20 months or longer. However, with the development of newer drugs and regimen, uh, this time period has decreased uh, to 9 to 12 months now. Uh, treatment is generally effective in just over 50% of the time, uh, close to 56%. But uh, use of newer agents can improve this considerably. Are there any vaccines for TB on the horizon? I mean, since TB has been around for so long, why isn't there a vaccine already? Uh, there is a TB vaccine called BCG. It was developed in the, in the 1920s and is used commonly in the developing world. Uh, it is not used in the U.S. Uh, it is partially effective in children, but its effectiveness in adults is quite variable. Uh, there has been a recent candidate vaccine uh, developed by a big pharmaceutical company that has shown considerable promise with close to 50% effectiveness in adults. Uh, the reason that there hasn't been a better vaccine is that the disease process for TB is not well understood, and it is hard to replicate this process in an animal model which is used uh, as a baseline to develop uh, vaccine, vaccines. Uh, we do not know what the correlates of protection really are uh, for TB. Also, there hasn't been a lot of funding for research and development in TB. Uh, it is estimated that the, the annual budget deficit for research and development for TB is in excess of $1 billion globally. Uh, and pharmaceutical companies do not deem TB vaccine to be uh, a particularly a profitable venture. So all of this has led to a, a TB vaccine not being uh, a better TB vaccine not being around. Your article is specifically about giving TB therapy prophylactically at home. Why is this important? So TB is a disease that spreads from person to person. Uh, it is estimated that a person with TB can pass it on to 10 to 15 people. Uh, household members of a TB patient are particularly at high risk of contracting the disease. Hence, it is important to provide uh, preventive treatment to them so that they do not go on to develop the disease itself. So what does this at-home treatment involve? So TB prevent, uh, preventive treatment involves screening and testing household members of a TB patient to make sure they do not have the TB disease uh, before offering them medication that they have to take for some time to prevent future development of the disease. Uh, in this particular case, uh, for drug-resistant TB, they have to take two medicines daily for six months. Uh, there are different uh, and shorter regimens available for drug-susceptible TB as well. You studied people in Karachi, Pakistan. Why there? Is it particularly a problem? 
um, there, and if so, why? Uh, Pakistan ranks fifth globally for new TB cases each year and has approximately 25,000 new uh, MDR uh, TB cases per year as well. Uh, Of these, approximately only 15% of the cases are uh, registered and treated annually in the in the country. Uh, Karachi is the largest city in Pakistan with a population of in excess of 20 million, and it reports approximately 400 uh, drug resistant TB cases each year. Uh, Karachi has three sites that manage uh, drug resistant TB patients, and this study was uh, conducted at one of these sites. What's the global importance of studying a population in one area, such as Karachi? Uh, So Karachi is typical of a large megacity in low- and middle-income countries and has a high prevalence of TB. Uh, Our study was embedded in an existing TB treatment program in the city, and uh, hence our findings can be generalizable to other such large cities uh, across the globe, uh, especially uh, in, uh, in areas where there exists a TB treatment program. Tell us about the Zero TB initiative you mentioned in your study. So TB is a preventable and a curable disease, but still it kills a lot of people annually. Uh, to effectively control this disease, there is a need for a comprehensive approach, which focuses on three main areas like search for new patients for TB, treat the patients that are identified, and prevent uh, TB development in uh, contacts. The purpose of the Zero TB Initiative is to create islands of elimination uh, that will contribute towards lowering rates of TB disease globally. Uh, The initiative is committed to utilizing evidence-based comprehensive uh, framework that focus on all these three areas uh, to to increase case detection uh, detection and reduce TB disease and deaths. It also includes provision of TB preventive treatment to household contacts. Why don't you take a moment now and give us the highlights of your study? So this study provides preventive treatment using fluoroquinolone-based two-drug regimen to household contacts of drug-resistant TB patients and then assessed the efficacy or effectiveness of their treatment after two years. We found that the preventive treatment was effective in preventing development of TB disease in these household contacts. What methods did you use to carry the study out? So, so this is what is commonly known as a pro- prospective cohort study, where we provided TB treatment to these household contacts and then prospectively followed them up for a period of two years to see whether they will develop TB or not. Uh, for a control group, uh, we use data from other cohorts uh, globally uh, to, to estimate what the TB development rate should have been in our uh, cohort of household contacts had they not been given preventive treatment. What did you find in your study? We found that only two of the 172 household contacts that we provided preventive treatment to develop TB disease, and the treatment was 65% effective 
in preventing TB disease development over two years. What do you consider to be the most important um, aspect of your study? So this is one of the largest study to estimate the effectiveness of TB preventive treatment for drug-resistant TB with excellent follow-up uh, over, over two years. Uh, our results were also really robust to range of different assumptions about disease development rates uh, in our cohort. In absence of clinical trials data, uh, there are clinical trials that are being conducted for, uh, to, to assess the effectiveness of this, but they will not be reporting results for another few years. So in absence of such data, this study provides a robust estimate of the effectiveness. Your article is one of two chosen monthly to be a CME activity by the Emerging Infectious Disease Journal. Um, would you explain what that means and why do you think it was chosen? Uh, CME, or continuing medical education, consists of educational activities which serve to maintain, develop, or increase the knowledge, skills, and professional performance and relationships that a physician uses to provide services to their patients or public. Um, I believe this study provides an important information for physicians to update their knowledge uh, regarding preventive treatment for drug-resistant TB. And the methodology used to determine the effectiveness, uh, making use of historical data, are probably some of the reasons why this is one of the, the two articles that EID selected for uh, CME credit. How is your study different from other studies done on MDR-TB? So there are a few studies that estimate the effectiveness of preventive treatment for drug-resistant TB. Uh, the largest study, uh, which actually had the comparison arm, was done by the CDC team in the, in the Federated States of Micronesia. Um, this study provides preventive treatment, uh, this study, meaning my study, provided preventive treatment to a bigger number of patients, and we tested the effectiveness using a range of different assumptions uh, about disease development rates in our cohort. What were the biggest challenges to doing this study? The, the biggest challenge in this study was non-availability of a comparison arm, uh, this study was embedded in an existing TB control program where we provided TB preventive treatment to all high-risk contacts. Uh, hence, there wasn't a comparison arm available. Uh, to, to counter this, I searched the literature to find rates of TB disease development from other cohorts that could suitably apply here. Uh, and there wasn't a perfect match with any one study, I took rates from multiple different studies and applied them to my cohort uh, to look at uh, the effectiveness under different assumptions of disease development rates. How would you like to see um, the results of your study used going forward? Now, now that we have established the effectiveness of preventive treatment for drug-resistant TB exposure uh, in household context in this study, uh, 
and feasibility uh, of its provision under program conditions in a previous study from the same cohort. Uh, I would like the national programs globally to implement this to better control drug-resistant TB epidemic. And what further studies would you like to see done? So there are many barriers to TB preventive treatment, including acceptance of treatment. A lot of contacts tell us that they do not feel sick and and therefore they do not need medication. And the long duration of the treatment itself, uh, uh, the, the preventive treatment is for over, for about six months. Uh, so future studies should focus on looking at shorter regimen for preventive treatment and strategies to further improve acceptance uh, in household contacts. Is um, the public health system in Pakistan doing Anything in particular to protect people from getting TB in the first place? Uh, so national and provincial TB programs in Pakistan with other non-governmental partners are implementing a number of strategies to diagnose, treat, and prevent TB disease. Uh, they have adapted the zero-TB approach that I talked about earlier for provision of a comprehensive care package. Uh, there is a focus on case detection using innovative approaches that, such as mobile uh, x-ray vans, which go into the community and screen community members to diagnose TB, and provision of uh, preventive treatment uh, using newer uh, newer regimens like the 12-weekly isoniazid and rifapentine, uh, also known as 3-HP for uh, drug-susceptible TB that is widely used in high-income countries. And on a personal level, um, how can we best protect ourselves from getting TB? So TB education is necessary for people with TB and for the general public. So uh, we can uh, educate ourselves as to how the, the TB disease spreads and what are some of the precautions that we need to take. Uh, People with TB need to know how to take their TB drugs properly. They also need to know how to make sure they do not pass TB to other people, like practicing good uh, cough etiquette. Uh, The public needs to know uh, basic information about TB for a number of reasons, including uh, reducing stigma that is associated with TB in uh, in some countries. For protecting household contacts, uh, houses should be adequately ventilated. Anyone who coughs should be educated on cough etiquettes and respiratory hygiene and should follow such practice at all times. Uh, Use of masks to protect transmission in hospital or other congregate settings like prison can also help reduce uh, TB transmission. So that raises another interesting question. Um, Apparently, uh, several diseases um, and infections in 2020 were at a kind of an all-time low because of COVID, people wearing masks and social distancing and and lockdowns and stuff. Um, I know that flu was very, very minimal and, and just basic colds and that kind of thing. Do you have any idea if this has um, helped with um, TB transmission? 
So, uh, on the contrary, TB services were really hard hit by COVID-19 uh, because of the disruption of daily life. So, people could not come in to take their medication, collect their medications. Uh, people could not come in to be diagnosed with TB. So, the case detection rates and uh, uh, treatment success rates have gone down globally. Uh, there is a fear that this uh, pandemic might uh, undo uh, five to ten years of work that has gone on uh, in trying to uh, to to improve TB uh, care uh, worldwide. TB uh, is uh, transmitted at home uh, a lot of time, uh, and and people don't usually wear masks at home even during this pandemic. So. I'm not sure how much effective the, the use of masks would have been uh, in in preventing this, but disruption of TB services would definitely may, uh, lead to uh, to an increase in TB cases in the coming years. Ah, that's a shame. So sort of the opposite of what's happening with some other infections. Um, tell us about your work and what you enjoy most about it. So um, I am an infectious disease epidemiologist, and as one, I enjoy researching and applying my knowledge to develop interventions to protect the most vulnerable population from illness. Uh, currently, in addition to TB, my work is also focused on understanding and tracking the epidemiology of SARS-CoV-2, specifically in the U.S., uh, to inform timely policy decisions and vaccine priorities. Are you doing anything in particular to relieve the stress of this pandemic? Um, hobbies, yoga, that sort of thing? Uh, I've mostly been working from home uh, during the pandemic. Uh, during this time, I have been uh, going to the gym, playing some snooker with my wife uh, and friends, cooking and reading to relieve some of the some of the stress that the pandemic has caused. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today, Dr. Malik. Uh, it was a pleasure to be on this podcast. Uh, I hope this will help spread the message that preventive treatment for drug-resistant TB is quite effective and feasible and should be implemented. Thank you, Sarah, for inviting me to be here today. And thanks for joining me out there. You can read the March 2021 article, Effectiveness of Preventive Therapy for Persons Exposed at Home to Drug-Resistant Tuberculosis, Karachi, Pakistan, online at cdc.gov eid. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.